Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Hood Healing. That song is called Dinner Dear Inner Child by Peach PRC. And that song actually does make me really um, so today's episode is what would you tell your little self? Yeah. Or what would you, what was it? <laughs> I think you came up with the freaking top one. I don't remember. I know. I mean, you said three things that we would tell our, our younger self. But yeah. I also just think it's going to be really talking about like, how do you heal your inner child? But also I think lessons that we have um, learned growing up. Yes. And that we wish our younger selves like knew about um, as well. So, you know, making sure that we are all good here. Um, so what's one thing that you wish you knew, wish well, you could tell yourself and at what age? I think, well, I was talking to Susie about this the other night because we we're trying to prepare. I was trying to prepare for the podcast. Um, I think one thing would be drugs, you know, like you learn about it at school and stuff like that, but not every, not everyone pays attention. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> I would say don't do drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, if you know me, then you know that I was, I was stuck on, on an addiction. I'm not going to get into details as to what it was, but you know, I wish I would have known that how much toll it takes on your body, um, how much it hurts your family, uh, how much it hurts your pocket, you know what I'm saying? Like how it basically changes you, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that I would, you know, tell myself not to do, not to fall into addiction, uh, peer pressure or anything like that. I mean, I didn't have anyone put a gun to my head and say, here, try this, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but I wish that I was a little bit stronger, um, and dealt with my problems a different way. So I started, um, you know, my addiction to try to numb uh, both the pain from, you know, being abused as a child um, and then just problems that I had growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like I turned to an addiction that was pretty bad. Um, now as an adult, I sit back and I realize that was pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? I hurt a lot of family. I hurt myself. I almost lost the love of my life, you know what I'm saying? Um, I started losing my actual family members, you know, people who actually cared about me and have always been there for me. Um, so I think I would tell myself not to try any type of drug, you know? Alcohol's all right, I guess, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's that's something that I really, really regret. And um, I always talk about it with Susie and she always tells me, well, you know, you, you overcame all that and look at you now, like look at all the success that you have, you know, that you, that you've done. Yeah. You know I'm saying so I think that I would tell myself not to do any drugs or not to try anything to well, try to numb. Well, I'm going to uh, say something that is controversial <laughs> in that I think, that was a survival behavior for you. And first of all, you know, I think that you 
have to really forgive yourself for that because, you know, we do things to survive the shit that we've been through. And sometimes it's not nice. Sometimes we're not nice to people. Sometimes we do things to hurt people. But also, you know, it's like being aware of it and apologizing to those people saying like, yeah, I know I fucked up. Like, I know that wasn't okay. Um, is like a big thing in that process. But then also, you know, at some point, we have to forgive ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we could be so hard on ourselves. And that's like part of self compassion and giving ourselves grace is like this ability to say like, yeah, I didn't mess up. But you know, this is all part of my journey. I think when people continually hurt other people and keep doing the same behaviors, um, then that's when your ass needs to apologizing for real. I mean, I, I'm, I forgive myself. You know, what I'm saying like, oh, a long time ago. You know what I mean? Because I, I changed and I got better, and and it all came out of me. You know what I mean? And with the help of of my partner, of course. You know, like she had set some boundaries and said, "That's it. Like no more. Like either you." you're done with it or you're done with me. You know what I'm saying? And um, I give her a lot of credit for helping me get out of my addiction. But I think that that's one of the main ones that I have. Um, I have forgiven myself. I don't like to think about it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm okay with talking about it now. You know, Um, sometimes I talk to Mike, my godson and uh, my niece Haley about, about drugs, like to make sure that you stay away from drugs peer pressure you know because they both just graduated from high school um i try to remind them that you know not to be followers you know what i'm saying uh because kids these days are they can be assholes you know what i'm saying like peer pressure Girl, they were like assholes that. when we were that age too. <laughs> but uh but uh that's and i'll continue to remind like you know uh ava avery damien you know what i'm saying like yeah um but yeah that's one of mine you're up. Well, I did uh, try some drugs, and I think that it's, um, I'm okay. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. They're bad. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I would say is to really, like, love yourself. And not just, like, the whole generic love yourself, but, like, really, especially as, like, a woman of color, a Mexican woman, like love your body, love how you look, um, love that you have curves because I grew up in a predominantly like white, you know, community with white people. And I was constantly being told that like I was ugly because my nose was whiter than theirs because I had, I mean, yeah, girl had a BBL body like back in the days before it was a trend. And it was um, body by Jesus. I did not have to go to the Dominican Republic for it. And um, I just remember constantly like covering my body because I felt embarrassed that like I had an ass, um, you know, and I had like a little waist. Trust me, I was not built like a burrito <laughs> when I was younger. But, um, but, you know, I just was always looking at people and thinking like, gosh, I wish I looked like that. Um, and 
uh, you know, I'm 47 with no Botox in this face because guess what? Good genes, you know, and if I could tell my younger self, like, listen, hold out, write it on. JLo is going to bring the body <laughs> to, to the to the larger, you know, uh, population and you're going to have your time to shine. Um, but, you know, but really, it's just about like being comfortable. Like we all are shaped different. We all look different. Like, you know, even just like personality wise. And, you know, like I remember my mom used to put my hair in a ponytail. And I used to be like pulling my face forward because I felt like it was making my eyes too like small. And I just think that's so sad, like because I was so embarrassed. And now I'm like. I'm so proud of like the cultures that I hold, like being Asian, being Japanese, being Asian, being Mexican. Like I'm very proud of that now because it's just like an amazing thing to be part of these different groups and like the history we have. And, you know, and I see people who have been here, like their families were like, you know, on the Nina, the Pinto or the Santa Maria. <laughs> What's the pilgrim ship? I don't even remember. Um, but, uh, the Mayflower and they don't know, like, where are my ancestors from? What's my ancestral history? And like, I can literally point to where my ancestors come from and the rich culture that we have. And I'm super thankful for that. Like, I don't need to go to a Japanese festival and wear a kimono. Like I see some white folks doing, which is not okay. Um, because, you know, I have my culture and I have a strong connection to that. So, you know, my younger self was always so embarrassed. And now I'm like, girl, you be proud of that shit because this is like part of your culture. Like this is part of who you are. Your ancestors fought disease and colonizers and all kinds of shit to be here. So you are your ancestors dreams, you know, and I think that that's something I'd love to tell my younger self. Well, look at Shawty Bay, you know, that girl is. <laughs> Dude, hey, you know what? Dude, that girl is like I I didn't even know who the fuck she was. You know what I'm saying? Like one day we were laying down like you know, on social media and Susie's like, oh my god, check out this chick, check out her body. You're gonna fucking fall in love. She fucking sent me shoddy baby and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like what the fuck? But this girl is like fucking she is so what do you what is the like word that confident I, yeah like so confident and so out there like for fuck and i mean whatever i mean more power to her you know what i'm saying like but hey we need more shoddy base <laughs> we sure do i mean i think now there's a lot more like people like influencers and stuff that are going out there that are like hey you know this is this is it like you're gonna um you know, this is a, a curvy body. There's a lot of um, curvy influencers that are out there. And I, I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing for, you know, kids that are coming, you know, they're growing up and seeing all this like body positivity. Um, a little disappointed that my girl Lizzo's kind of, you know, fucking that up with some controversy. I love the girl, but I don't know what's going on there. But anyhow, I just, I think it's great to see that. Cause like, obviously when I was growing up, the things that we used to see in magazines was like literally like, you know, 902 and 0 girls, no ass, very skinny, 
uh, size zero, size two. You had to be under 100 pounds. Um, I remember measuring my thighs when I was like in first in high school um, because I was like, seriously, like, you know, so self-conscious that I like had thighs and I had bigger legs and I had an ass and I was like not wearing a size two. Bitch, I was wearing a size seven and I thought I was so fat. And look at now. I'm probably wearing twice that. Double that number. I'm just going to say my baby girl's blessed. She got booty and she got boobies. So shout out to Miss Claudia for that. <laughs> she is literally hourglass, like a classic hourglass shape. Yeah. <laughs> Pervert. Uh, what's your second? Well, what's something else that you wish you would have told? You could go back in a time machine. You know what? This one's crazy. And I was uh, talking about this uh, this morning. Um, and you're probably going to be like, what the hell? But I honestly wish I would have been educated with taking care of your credit. Big time. Because I was never, I mean, especially growing up in a Hispanic home, like, they don't talk to you about your credit. Like, they don't tell you to take care of your credit because your credit's going to help you later on in life. Like, they don't tell you any of that. You know what I'm saying? So. Growing up, um, I, once again, I messed up my credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought I was balling, fucking buying all this shit. And um, in the end, like, I ended up messing up my credit. But now I am really good. Um, I fixed it up. Got a house now. We got, you know, got everything we need. Yeah. We're financially okay. Uh, but that's something I wish I would have, like, honestly been educated on. And I, no one ever brought that up to me. No one. Girl, my parents, I'm putting their ass on blast because I think as kids, like, especially if you don't have parents that are like, you have young parents, like we, you know, my parents, your parents were probably younger, but you know, when you got young parents, man, they don't teach you about that shit. They're not financially responsible a lot of the time, unless they have, you know, a lot of, you know, good role models. But my parents were not great role models. I mean, I remember my mom would be like, go take the light bill because they're going to shut our lights <laughs> two days. Like, I mean, it, it's kind of sucked too, because, you know, my dad owned his own business. So it literally was like, we'd have money, we didn't have money, it was never consistent. And so, you know, it's like there would be times where my mom would be like, yeah, shut off the cable, no cable for a month. Next month, my, someone would pay my dad, then we get our cable back. So, you know, I never really had this, um, you know, example of like, what do you do financially to make yourself secure? Like retirement, my parents have not saved up for the retirement, so they're my dad lives in my driveway. My mom lives with my sister. And we will probably financially have to support all three of us, our parents, till they pass because they did not plan for that. So, you know, we've been thinking about, like, what's our retirement situation? It's hopefully happening, you know, in like, you know, 10 or 20 years. But I think we are definitely, you know, trying to be conscious of that kind of stuff. We're trying to do that. Um, we are actually, I'm going to tell you, I have the best credit score I've ever had in my life right now. Oops, sorry. I'm like, same. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, I think it's good because we are just trying to live within our means. To me, I think I'm getting to a point where it's like, I don't need to fucking impress anybody with what I have. You know, I mean, 
I like nice stuff. I like to travel. I like to do that kind of stuff. But I think I'm just done with this idea that like I have to show people how successful we are. It's like y'all don't pay my bills. You don't see what's in my bank account. So why the fuck is it your business really? Um, so to me, success isn't always about like, oh, how, what's your house, where you live. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, well, you know, we can buy this and that. It's like, yeah, but are you, you know, emotionally mature to deal with the problems in your life? Probably not. That's not successful to me. Like fucking Donald Trump is considered successful and that motherfucker is a mess. Elon Musk is considered you know, successful. And this motherfucker got like eight kids with like three different ladies and probably doesn't have an emotional attachment to any of them. And it's like, that's not success to me. Like success is, yeah, you don't, you know, you're put yourself in a situation where you don't have to worry about money or yeah, not necessarily money per se, but that you have like the, your, your, concrete needs as we call them like your housing you have a way to get to work you're doing something that's fulfilling to you but also how are the relationships in your life you know what I'm saying like if y'all over here with your freaking personal life in shreds then you are not successful baby boy amen to that (laughs) all right so what is your second one well I'm gonna say that it's probably um in order i think in order to be happy in your life you really have to work on your relationships and also i think something i would say to my younger self is if you don't feel like having kids or you don't feel like getting married then don't do it <laughs> because it's a lot of work and i think especially as women like we lose a part of ourselves And we have to intentionally find our way back. Um, So when we're, you know, becoming moms, we're like, oh, we're going to, I just remember my my mom does not like that I have this thing of, I can have stuff for myself. Like as a mom, if you give up everything, you have nothing. You know, if you don't have your own, you know, time away with your friends or your family, if you don't have like your own interests or your own things that make you happy and your whole happiness is just seeing your child having these experiences, which it's very easily to go there, then when your child gets old enough to be on their, you know, kind of be on their own terms or do, you know, have their, be be with their friends, be in school, you're going to sit around and go, well, what the fuck? (laughs) What's my life all about? So I think just, um, well, I guess it's kind of two lessons, you know, one is that our relationships are, should be like an important cornerstone in our life. Like that we need to make sure that we are emotionally mature to have good, healthy relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one too. I mean, I feel like nowadays, like everybody just wants to get married you know what I'm saying? To post it on social media or, um, you know. Uh, or think they have to because they've yeah. been with someone for a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for a long time, like, I remember I wanted to get married. Like, I, I wanted to get married. Not to post on social media, just in general. Like, I want to get married. I Like, this is the love of my life. Like, this is who I want to be with. Like, this is it. This is who I want to marry. And then for Susie, it was kind of like... 
oh, I know I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Like, so why do we have to get married? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we need a paper to mm-hmm. prove that we love each other and stuff like that? And now that, you, you need know? a paper. And now, Cause like. you got a butt, you got a little baby coming. Yeah, but, and it's just the way things worked out for us. I mean, we were, we, every, I mean, if you guys know us, you guys know that we've been together forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a little bit right after high school, like on and off and then good, good, good for like about 10 plus years almost, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so it's like to get to where we're at, like it, it, it takes a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of patience, a lot of, a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and it comes from both of us, not just one person, you know what I'm saying? Like it's 50, 50, you know what I mean? Like you both got to put in work. Um, and now I just feel like everybody just, you know, they don't want to be alone and they want to jump into relationships. You know what I'm saying? It's like, get to know that person first. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, get to know that person first and make sure that this is really who you want to be with. Because divorce is expensive too, huh? And it's a hassle, I'm sure. I have not yeah. experienced that. But, you know, but the thing is, is that it's, you know, it's very hard to be in a relationship if you are not emotionally mature to do it, especially a very serious relationship, I think in terms of, you know, like marriage and stuff, you know, I know we've talked about this and like, we're, we've been doing a lot of work on that and individually and together. And it's not easy, uh, at the end of, oh shoot. in like, uh, mm, maybe it's been, maybe it's two weeks actually. I don't even know what day it is in two weeks. What day is it? The 17th? Okay. Well, in two weeks about, we will, we will have our 20, uh, 22nd wedding anniversary. So we'll be married 22 years. And, you know, um, I think that it's a tremendous amount of work for us to be here. I think there's a lot of people who are, have been married the same amount of time as us who stay married because they feel like they need to. Um, and I think that it's okay to walk away from relationships when they're not serving you. And if someone isn't willing to do the work with you, you know, then you, then you kind of have to sometimes make that choice. And I think that's okay too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that my partner is like willing to do the work. Cause I know a lot of people who have partners that don't want to do the work, um, and aren't willing to do the work and they, we'll see. We'll see if we see them on divorce court. Um, But in terms of friendship, like, I think another kind of, you know, thing I would tell uh, myself, my younger self is, you know, if people want to be in friendship with you, and they're not willing to come to you directly and say, I've got a problem, you know, this has happened, or you've hurt my feelings. And, you know, you, they're not willing to do that, then either, you know, you, you really have to reevaluate. You have to re- reevaluate the friendship. Um, you know, I had a friend recently who was, you know, I was talking to, was messaging me all the time about the podcast, was liking everything. Um, and then all of a sudden just like stopped. And I was like, what is going on here? So I kind of like reached out and was like, Hey, you know, how's it going? I've noticed, you know, I haven't seen you online lately. Um, 
or you know i haven't heard from you i hope everything's going okay it was like ignored the message ignored the text i was like okay well maybe something's going on so i didn't push it any further and then heard from another friend that they were upset because something we said on the podcast uh was a little too close to home um and the the sad thing is that it wasn't even we were well you obviously don't know this person but I wasn't even talking about them. I was actually just talking about another situation that I had. And I I guess they didn't like that. (laughs) So, you know, and that's what, um, and that's what we continue to fucking say, like on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing is directed at anyone. You know what I'm saying? If the shoe fits then you know, too bad, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but I think I, well, some stuff is directed. (laughs) No, but I think that, um, I think that I understand where you're coming from because I, I mean it's just it's crazy dude because there's people who listen to it and make comments about it you know what i'm saying and it's like it, nothing's directed at you you know what i'm saying like i my life does not revolve around you okay like what makes you think that i'm gonna sit here and talk about you or um there's people who don't listen to the podcast because they think that they're gonna hear something that they don't they don't like you know what i mean and and i think that that's I, there's a lot of people like a lot of family that i'm really close to who i see does not follow the podcast who does not follow it but i'm sure listens to it and it really sucks because if you had like if you had your little business or something like i would promote you you know what i'm saying like i promote jamie's lashes all the time you know what i'm saying like like if you were selling something if you're my family and you're selling something i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna promote you to the max you know what i'm saying and I'm going to follow you and I'm going to talk you up to friends and family. And I feel like a lot of my family does not follow and they haven't, I bet some of them haven't even given us a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like they haven't even heard the podcast or anything. Or like I said, they probably hear it, but just don't want to hit that follow because for whatever their reasons are, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, if we lose followers because you think we're directing shit at you, then I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, one follower lost is another gained. You know what I'm saying? We are talking about some people. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, no, we're not kidding. I mean, and and that's the thing. Like, it's our perspective. Um, but you know, again, like if you, you know, for people that haven't been listening, uh, that first or second episode, we talk about like this dysfunctional family, you know, system and how like there has to be a loyalty. So, for example, you know, if there's conflict within the family with somebody, they're going to say like, well, why are you listening to them? Why are you listening to their perspective or their story? Because what that does is then it makes other people going like, wait a minute, they're saying this and you're saying this, like, what's going on here? Like, people start to ask questions and instead of this blind loyalty to the larger family system, you know, I mean someone gave us like one star so i'm pretty sure i have an idea as to who it might be because they obviously did not like something that i probably said but it's like that's my experience and that's my perspective and you can't take that away from me and i think that's what's really um difficult for some people is they can't control the narrative so then they start to get other people around theirs and then they'll say like oh blah 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 and then you know i think in terms of even just like going back to the story I was telling you, you know, I think this is the one thing about healing 
that's really hard that nobody talks about. And it's like, yeah, it's this, it's this really amazing journey because you feel like you're in yourself again, like you discover yourself, but in that process, you lose stuff, you lose people. And it's usually people that are not emotionally open to your healing journey or people that have a lot of healing to do. So I'm like, you know what, you need to figure your shit out. But I don't, it's not my job to do that. Um, it's not my job to emotionally build your capacity. I think people like that just, you know, I feel sorry for them because I'm not, you know, like, I'm not angry at this person, but I do feel sorry for them because I think they're in a situation where they're being, um, probably uh, not in an emotionally safe place and so I am pretty sure I kind of like know what was said that they would have taken it personally and you know maybe think like I wish I could have said that to them which honestly I wasn't even thinking about them but I think that when people are so emotionally like removed from themselves they're not ready to hear that stuff um, so I'm just gonna let it, let it go, let it flow as, as Elsa says. All right. So the third thing I would tell myself is I wish I knew as a child that, uh, I wish I knew more about therapy because, um, the first time I went to therapy was when, um, I came forward and I was. I was already old, like I was old already, like I was maybe 18, 19 when I came forward and uh, told my parents about my dad's brother who had sexually abused me. Um, and the court and them had made me go see a therapist. So I maybe went to like two sessions or three, maybe I'm going to say it was maybe four sessions that I had gone to. And the last session that I had gone to was opening up to everything that actually happened like get to details you know um when did it happen where did it happen how many times did it happen you know what i'm saying so i think that last session for me was it like after that i didn't want to go back um i told my mom i didn't want to go back uh and i wish that i would have gotten encouraged to go back and continue to talk about it cuz maybe then all that all that pain would have gone away you know what i'm saying like talking about it and then i wouldn't have have i wouldn't have turned to addiction to numb that pain that i had you know what i'm saying so i wish i would have been educated on therapy a lot sooner um so that i would have continued to go to talk about the issues and you know what i felt and you know the pain and whatnot and then maybe it would have been easier for me to go to therapy for other things as i got older well, I think it's hard because you, you know, it's not in our culture to go to therapy. It's like just suffer in silence, basically. And we see our, you know, we see our parents who've probably been through a lot of shit. I mean, I know what my parents have been through. And it's really interesting because, um, you know, my dad, we were talking and he said, oh, yeah, it's there'll be these points in time where he'll tell me these stories. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is really traumatic. Like he has, you know, he's been through a lot. He was physically 
severely physically abused by his brothers, his older brothers and his dad. And he was like, oh, yeah, they used to beat the shit out of me, but I wasn't traumatized from that. And I'm like, motherfucker, you can't even go to the grocery store without having a panic attack. Like, this is what trauma looks like. And I think, you know, when people think about someone being traumatized, they think like, oh, it's somebody that's like, you know, really you know, has very severe mental health issues. And it's like, no, it's people like us, like we're functional, we have jobs, we have families, like, we enjoy life. But then we have these moments where we're like, can we keep our shit together today? You know, because something's triggering us. You know, I went, where did I go this past weekend? I think I was in the store. And I don't know why I have this, I have a very strong sense of justice. But when people start getting aggressive in a store, I fucking lose my shit. And I think it's just because my dad was like one of those yeller, you know, a yeller. And I could hear somebody talking loud. And I was like, Oh, my God, like, I'm triggered, right? I can feel my whole neurological system. Like, I started getting shaky. And then I was like, wait a minute. Nothing's happening. Why am I freaking out? Like, I really had to use like a lot of these strategies I've learned um, from therapy and from like work and stuff to calm myself down. But it's like, that actually could ruin a whole experience for me. Like, I'll be in a restaurant. And if I hear people just being rude or aggressive, like it gets me like, oh, and then I'm like, but why is this my problem? You know, I don't I, I, I kind of have to start to talk myself like out of it. And I, I think that, you know, people need to realize that when you've experienced trauma or are living with it, it doesn't mean like people can always see it. It can just, it's so internal. And I think that it's nice that if we have the strategies like learning stuff in therapy, I think is so important. And I think we need to normalize that. But like our culture's like, oh, you're not crazy. You don't have like a mental illness. So you don't need to go to therapy. So like for me, for me, when I had, I, you know, told my family, like, I don't want to do therapy anymore. Like they're just opening up, you know, the wound and whatnot. Like it was, don't worry about it. Then you're fine. It wasn't even your fault anyways that you went through this, you know, we'll help you get through it. But it's like those four, all it took was those four sessions to open up like everything, you know what I'm saying? Like the memories, like the pain, you know, the disappointment, you know, the, you know, feeling betrayed because, you know, you grow up thinking that you can trust your family, you know what I'm saying? And then it's someone really close, you know, my dad's brother who I never would have thought would have hurt me, you know what I'm saying? And, And he did, and it was multiple times, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think that if I would have, I honestly got think that if I would have continued therapy, it would have helped me because going to therapy now as an adult helps me a lot. Like I can go zero to a hundred real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm nice, you know, I got a big heart and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? But if you fuck with me or people that I love, like I can go zero to a hundred. And it's like, I feel that me going to therapy now, like I don't go zero to a hundred that quick you know what i'm saying like i there's steps that i take you know step outside take a breather or step away real quick um but that's something i wish i would have known because even being bullied in elementary school i remember this asshole who used to always bully me you know because i was a tomboy and um but let's look him up right now <laughs> on facebook to see what kind of life he has uh he probably is like anyways yeah but i he mean probably works at walmart even now. the <laughs> ultimate hell 
he got his karma. Just like you know what I'm saying? Like even that, like even even being bullied, like I mean, it would have helped to talk to someone about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I would talk to my brother about it, you know, my brother would go over there and, you know, and and Sal and they would go give that guy some shit, you know what I'm saying? But just like there's so many things that I wish I would have gone to therapy for as a kid. I know. It's just it's hard because like I remember middle school was very difficult. Like, you know, I always felt like my uh I I felt very high anxiety and depression in middle school and like who was I gonna talk to? You know, I couldn't talk to my friends because they wouldn't know what the fuck to do. I'd be like, okay. Um, you know, and I remember I had a friend, you know, that I, I was really close to in middle school and their parents sent him to therapy and I was like, whoa, what is that? You know, but of course, you know, my, my mom, we had to really give her an ultimatum about therapy. Like you need to go to therapy or you cannot be in our lives because she was really off the hook. And I think at a certain point, it's like, as children, we are managing your behaviors and it's not fair to us. Like how many of us probably have, you know, lost a part of our childhoods because our parents were so unable to even manage their own feelings and emotions, you know? And I mean, that's something that definitely I've, I'm learning as a parent is like, this is my shit. I need to just like own that and then deal with my child, like whatever's going on with them. Because I think that's been a lesson that I've been learning is like, I need to just chill and focus on what my child needs and then also focus on what I need, but that's not their problem. You know, like saying things like, well, you're making me this way, or you did this to me. It's like, that's putting a lot of shit on a kid to say like, they're responsible for how you're feeling when you're the adult, you know, and you got to get your shit together, (laughs) which I think is so you know, like such the gift that you're doing this work before you and Susie have a baby that you're taking care of, you know, being able to like manage because there's so much that happens. Like, I think having a child, which is not a reason to have a child. So please don't have a child because of this. But I feel like it's helped heal some of that inner child because like all these things that you wish you could experience you're doing it with your child if you're on that path to being healthy if you're on that path to like really changing the trajectory of your family you know so I'm sorry but if you married a deadbeat or you married a someone that is not a good person or well I hate to say not a good person or someone who has like high trauma that has not resolved it and you're you're giving your child the same experience you had. So, you know, which is I'm you know, I'm not trying to chastise people for this, but get your get it together because you're giving this child the same shit that you went through. And we don't want to do that. Like the whole point of this is to change how our kids are growing up so that they don't have to experience this like we did. And I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Like <clears throat> I'm that's why I'm thankful that I'm going to therapy right now because I know it's going to help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that I know I'm going to do different. So many things I'm going to teach our baby girl. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what not, to, you know, what not to have to deal with, you know, setting boundaries, you know, not allowing people to disrespect you. You know what I'm saying? Like, not allowing people to yell at you, fucking hit you or anything like that. You know, I swear to God, if someone touches my baby, I'm knocking their ass out. Girl. You're going to have to write to me in jail. You saw Frank when someone freaking... 
Sheesh. Mark's in a handicapped spot. Frank is a Hulk, man. I swear to God. That guy, I fucking saw his eyes, too, when he... So let us let us give you a quick rundown on the story. We were at Joe's Italian ice cream down Harbor and I don't know the other street, but if you know Joe's, if you're from Orange County, you know where Joe's is at. So we're at Joe's. Um, we get off. We make line. All of a sudden, this youngster pulls up, parks in the handicap, gets off like whatever, and just fucking stands in line. Like he goes to meet his friends in line, and they were actually in front of us. I turn around and the fucking look that Frank had, like his eyes were fucking scary, dude. Like he turned into the fucking Hulk. Like he literally started walking towards the guy and I put my arm and I said, where are you going, dude? He's like, he's like, he don't fucking look handicapped to me. And I was like, just let it go, dude. He's like, no, what if there's someone else who's handicapped that needs that park? And this fool just fucking went to go rush. He rushed him, right? Did he end up telling him? No, the guy, people started talking shit to him in the in the, the line. line and yeah. then yeah he but moved I his mean, car he ended up moving his car but he literally was fucking walking towards the guy to go check it out he's very passionate about handicapped spots you know um but but also i think it's for him like it's he has a very strong sense of justice we all do in our family which i think is good but also bad because we're like that's not right and we just it really works us up but um you know i i think too it's like when you're you it's like how do we like start to manage our own reactions so that we're not modeling that for our children so I'm always like dude you really gotta fucking chill sometimes because you know if something were to happen to your child you know that man would be freaking bum rushing whoever driving over with a baseball bat I'm like Yo, I know you grew up in Santa Ana, but you can't bring Santa Ana right now because you have a, you know, you have a car payment now. <laughs> I'm all, bro, what you going to do? Roll your Tesla over there? So, yeah. So, anyways, it, I, it's just, it's like that maturity that has to happen. And I think it's hard, for, especially for those of us that have grown up in areas where, like, you've had to survive. Like those are just this innate behaviors that we learn that we have to kind of like unravel and unlearn and stuff. So we're not getting arrested. I'm like, look, I want to go over there and I want to slap the shit out of you. You know, I'll go somewhere and there'll be some crazy person talking crazy to some little server or like, you know, like a little bus, a busser. And I'm like, you know what? If I did not have to pay for what I have to pay for, my ass would be over there in a hot second. But, you know, it just comes with maturity. You know, we have so much at stake now, not even the the financial stuff, but just like our own children. Like, you really want to go to jail? You really want to see your kids, have your kids go through that? So, yeah, I just I think that that's definitely, um, you know, part of part of this like larger, larger lesson of, you know, if you ain't got that mind right, that life ain't going to be right. You know, <laughs> if the mind ain't tight, the life ain't right. Trademark that shit. So that was, that was my, did you have a third one? Did you say it or no? No, but I mean, I think another lesson is just, you know, set boundaries with people, set them early because even with your family, and I think that when people like you're somebody, I think for me, I have definitely been a people pleaser. And I also would go so out of my way for people for them to like me because I felt like I 
you know, I think there's a point in time in your life where sometimes you feel like you're not worthy of friendship from people. You could say like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, how's anyone going to want to be my friend because of the way I look or the way I act or, you know, how much money I have. And so sometimes we go out of our way to do things for people as a way almost like to buy their friendship. You know, I, I, I think that that's probably what I was doing. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'll do this. I'll do this for you. I'll go way out of my way. And then I would have relationships like friendships where people would not return the energy. And I was like devastated because it was like, well, here I am going out of my way for you. So why aren't you doing the same? And I think the boundary that I'm setting now is like, I return the energy with the return with the energy given. And it's not really necessarily like I'm keeping scores or it's a tit for tat thing. But like when you are giving so much energy and you're like the one who's always initiating like, hey, let's go hang out. Let's do this. Then after a while, it's like, well, why am I putting so much energy in this? You know, and the nice thing about that is, yes, you know, I think that some people have definitely dropped off. But I think on the other hand, there's some really cool people that have come into our life that are just great people, have good energy, are generous with their time. And I think that that's okay. Like, we don't have to have a ton of people in our lives to make our lives feel like fulfilled or worthwhile. You just got to have a few of those ride or dies, you know, who will be there when you need them. But also, I think will understand and respect your boundaries as well. That was going to be one of mine, too. It was about uh, learning how to set boundaries at a young age. (laughs) No, that was going to be I was like back and forth, but. That was going to be one because I wish I would have known about setting boundaries too, that it's okay to set boundaries with your actual family. You know what I'm saying? Like um, being able to say no, you know what I'm saying? Or, hey, you hurt me or, you know what I'm saying? Like letting people know exactly how you feel and that whole, you know, blood is thicker than water. Like that's all bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just crazy how life is. You know what I'm saying? Like you live and you learn. That's what I keep telling Susie. You live and you learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, but now I set my boundaries, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm really good at it too. Like I'm, I'm very careful with who I allow in my life. Like if you screwed us over or me over, like, and I didn't get no damn apology from you or anything like that, then don't, you know, girl, bye. Yeah. Girl, bye. Don't think you're going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like coming back or whatever, but, um, I just feel like people need to own up to the bullshit that they do. You know what I'm saying? Like own up to it. I mean, it already happened, you know what I'm saying? And you can't go back on it, but just take accountability for what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like take accountability. Did I say that right? Accountability. And own what you, you know, like own the shit that you fuck up on. You know what I'm saying? Like, and learn from it. Don't just say you did learn from it when you're going back to the same bullshit over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Setting the boundaries. I was going to say that one too. And what about that damn hurricane? Everybody's fucking scared. My phone's going off. Yeah. So uh, today is August 18th, 2023. This is actually going to be a historical record. 
there's about to be a hurricane touching down here in Southern California. So we're like, we better record this podcast episode before the hurricane comes. And for those of you who have not caught up on the podcast, while it's raining, what better, better way yeah, to catch Yeah, Ben Chisson. Yep. Um, and I did put a meme on our social media that was like, when you, it was like, when you say you support us, but you've never listened to one episode of the podcast, listen, motherfuckers, I've been hearing a lot of people going, oh, I support you. You don't follow me on social media. You don't follow us on our, on our TikTok, on our Instagram. You don't subscribe to our podcast. So you know what? Guess what? You're not going to be invited to our 100th episode special event that we're probably going to have. And it's going to be good, too. You're going to want to be here. No, but I hear that, too. Like, I always get, like, whenever we post something about the podcast, I always get, like, oh, yeah, like, I follow you. I support you. Like, uh, tell me about, tell me a little bit about an episode that, what was your favorite episode? Well, I haven't had the chance to listen to it, but I'm going to. Then, motherfucker, you don't support our fucking podcast. No, but I mean, we still got a lot of people who show us love. Yeah, that's which true. Is very appreciated. We do. We have some very loyal listeners who, um, who always are there listening. Great, great folks. Um, and you know, a sh- special shout out to Lucy and Liz because they're very loyal episode listeners and are also very loyal commenters on our social media. Thank you, ladies. We love you. And Maribel, all the way from Chicago. I'm sorry. Always sends me pictures of her watching on the big old screen and shit. I know. So, but you know, I think all of these lessons that we learn, it's like, there's so many lessons that can be out there, but it's like, we just have to, we have the responsibility to say like, I learned from this shit. I'm going to try not to do it again because, you know, my mom used, my mom always says like, if there's, we have some very, we have some family members that just do these things. And she's like, they're going to the school of hard knocks because they're like constantly doing the same thing. And it's like, if you don't learn from your mistakes or try to figure out like, what is causing this or why am I doing this or why am I reacting this way to something? Um, then I think that it's definitely something to explore. Like, self-awareness is so important in the this healing process like you really have to put the mirror up to your face and say what kind of shit am i doing like how is this how am i fucking this shit up again you know how am i still having these issues with people or how how be you know why am i still reacting to these things in this way and then figure out like what do i need to do in order to change that cuz it's obvious that I don't really, you know, it's not helping me. It's not serving my life. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard, especially when it comes to mental health, because mental health, like, you know, you can have the nicest house and the nicest car and still feel like shit, you know, at the end of the day. You know, they always say money doesn't buy happiness. Sort of it does. But, but use some of that fucking money to get yourself into therapy then, you know, or do what you have to do to see someone to help you process like the shit that you're dealing with. But, you know, we have to, to make the commitment for, you know, if you want a better life, you gotta get that mind right. You gotta take that first step, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I got a really cool therapist. Anybody has Kaiser, my therapist is the shit. He's fucking awesome. I love him. 
So if anybody wants to hit him up, let me know. You better gatekeep his name because then you won't be able to get an appointment. No, yeah, I know. I'm not going to give his name. If you want to know his name, message me if you got Kaiser. Uh, People, please stay safe. Yeah. Be pretty crazy out there, they're saying. So, our SoCal people, please make sure you have like a flashlight with batteries that work, that you have even candles if that's your thing. Um, Enough water for like a few days at least. They say a week, but you know, I don't know about that. Uh, and then just make sure that you're, you know, you have like canned food or food that's non-perishable. Um, yeah, so that's pretty. And make sure you put in all your patio furniture or whatnot. Make sure you don't have shit flying around your your uh, your backyard because it's supposed to be kind of crazy out there. It's about to be some wizard wall shit out there on the streets. Santa Ana, Barnes. You see Toto. Say hello. That's it. Stay safe, people. Stay safe out there. I know. Well, um, definitely. Oh, my gosh. So we've been watching. This is a total side note, but also related to the subject of the inner child. We have been watching Drag Race Mexico, which is probably one of my favorite drag races I've seen. They're so good. Uh, I just I love it. And then I'm like, God damn, I really love Mexico because these people are so good to each other. Like, they're amazing. Anyways, we'll get you caught up. But, um, you know, one of them was just they were talking about their childhoods. And I just think childhood is such a pain point for a lot of people. And, you know, as parents, like I'm a parent, you're going to be a parent. You know, I'm trying to make sure that my child doesn't have as many pain points. That's really the ultimate goal, you know, of of this is that, you know, my child's not having these horrible stories in therapy i'm sure i know i've done stuff that's probably like been traumatic but i think the other the other thing is that we all deserve to you know have that piece of us again like that piece of you know a child that's like vulnerable but also you know like can be silly and can be fun and you know thinking about like when we go to Disneyland, like that's like healing. It's an expensive way, but we're healing our childhood, being able to like have fun and, and feel like we, we can be vulnerable in that way. Right. Um, and so I hope everyone is able to do something fun and silly for themselves. Um, what's your favorite before we leave? Like, what's your favorite little, I think childhood thing you like to do or maybe something you wish you could do as a child that you want to try that will help heal your inner child. You go first. Well, I, I do like to go to Disneyland, but I don't know that I enjoy it. I'm, I'm more about the, the mission of getting through, getting everybody through Disneyland to, to see everything. But I do, I do like the rides. Like I'm extremely afraid of heights, but I still love to go on the roller coasters. But I think for me, the thing I like to do that's like my child thing that I wish I could could have done as a child was um, like just be able to have the toys I wanted, which is why I have all those mini foods. <laughs> Dude, you literally have a collection of those. I, I haven't seen them in a long time. Um, mine, I think is, I think, I think thanks to my grandma, we had everything, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not even trying to be like cocky or anything like that, but 
everything we ever wanted, she always gave us. You know what I'm saying? Like anything. Like we always had a Disney pass at, at a at a young age. So that's why I that's why I love that place so much. You know, like as soon as I walk in through those gates, like I still get butterflies in my tummy. You're like, I'm home. I am. Then that's where Susie's and mine magic happen, you know what I'm saying? So uh but yeah, I I mean just hanging out with my cousins too always was always nice. You know what I'm saying? Like playing baseball on the streets, um, hitting the balls to the neighbor across the street who would always cuss us out, fucking bitch. But um, I I don't know. I I say Disneyland too. I love Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's you know definitely something that every person should really think about is like what's one thing you can do uh, you know that's like childish or foolish not not foolish in a bad way where you're getting arrested or you're, you're uh, you know getting in trouble but you know something that you can enjoy without feeling like you're being judged about it so I will no longer judge those Disney adults because they're definitely healing some childhood trauma <laughs> Um, I'm one of them. I love that place. I mean, I'm talking about the people that get married at Disneyland and stuff, but you know. And I saw somebody like the people that go into Disneyland dressed up like characters. You know, they're not supposed to have the costumes, but they wear like the clothes. Like they wear clothes that kind of look like a costume. Anyhow, well, that is our episode. We are going to start bringing our episodes weekly now, so we're really going to have to. You're really going to all have to catch up. I know, because we're really going to be pushing these out like babies. <laughs> and then y'alls are going to be pushing a real baby out, so. Yeah. Soon, soon. Yes, ma'am. And um, when that happens, we'll hopefully try to get some episodes pre-recorded, but then, you know, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Get some special guest get some guest special guest stars on there as well. All right, everybody. Well, we'll right, guys. see you next week, and hopefully, we'll still be here. If yeah. our stuff flies away in a hurricane, don't say that. That's scary. Just kidding. <laughs> this one's over here thinking that you know she's going to be I, flying away no, like I the really, Wicked Witch of the West. Nothing's going to happen. Like they always say, the it, there's going to be something going on, and watch fucking happen though this time but i mean it's just <laughs> i i don't know i think we'll all be okay we're gonna go to the store after this to get our hurricane yeah. supplies so um but i think it'll probably flood a little bit so we yeah. have to just be sequestered so everybody out there stay safe take care and we'll see you guys on the next podcast <laughs> might be from our iphones but you know we'll still we'll still we're still committed to the content all right, take care and peace out.